Welcome to the Yoga Liberty Podcast. My name is Angelica. This podcast is for aspiring yoga teachers and yoga teachers, basically people who want to live their dream of teaching yoga and helping others. I've been teaching yoga full-time since 2005. I've owned three yoga studios. I've taught over 50,000 people in-person yoga, and I have no idea how many people have taken my online yoga classes. I currently do online yoga teacher training, and I love helping people live their dreams. So if you're here for that, keep listening. And thank you so very much. I absolutely appreciate you more than you'll ever know. Do yoga teachers make good money? My name is Angelica. I've been teaching yoga since 2005, and I'm answering all of your questions about being a yoga teacher. If you have any questions, put them in the comments below, and I'll be happy to make a video about your question. talking about do yoga teachers make good money? That is a tricky question because some do and some don't. I've been blessed to make over a million dollars teaching yoga. I actually wrote a book about it and how I did that. You can get that in the link below in the description. I've been teaching yoga for a very long time now and I've really truly been blessed to have people come to my classes and to work with so many different people. I've taught yoga to over 50,000 students in person and thousands more online. I love doing this job, but I'm not going to lie to you and tell you that it's been easy or that there's some magic trick to it. It's a lot of hard work. And in between the hard work, there's also luck. And I'm not gonna say that I didn't get a combination of both because I did. I paid for my first yoga studio with money that I won playing poker. I won that money in a poker hand at the Wynn Casino. So that is luck. <laughs> but I also had to work hard. I did not live a privileged life. I come from a very, very poor family in rural Indiana. My mom moved us around a lot. We lived in shelters. We grew up on welfare. We had to work really hard to get out of that and to have what we have today. And my mom died when she was very young. She was only 61 years old. And so I don't feel like I had some kind of major advantage either, which says to me that you can do this as well. But you have to understand that teaching yoga is typically not an employee job. It's typically an independent contractor job. And that means that you own your own business. You're going to get it paid by what's called a 1099. The 1099, you have to pay your own taxes on, but I would rather be a 1099 than an employee any day because 1099, you get to write off your expenses. So I get to write off my yoga mat. I get to write off the tripod that my camera is standing on. I get to write off this camera, the microphone, this necklace that I'm wearing, the outfit that I wear for yoga. Everything that I teach in, everything that has to do with my teaching, I get to write that off on my taxes, which lowers the amount of money that I'm making. So it lowers the amount of money that I'm paying on my taxes. An employee doesn't have that privilege. And that's why I prefer that. But I also spend a lot of time learning what are the different tax benefits and how to be smart about my money because I noticed that people who had money knew that stuff. And my family didn't have money and they didn't know that stuff. 
So I don't really wanna be a paycheck person. Take every job that you're offered. Anyone that offers you a job teaching yoga in the beginning, just take it. And then when you get offered a better job, take that job and leave the other job politely and kindly. I like to leave wherever I'm leaving with a full notice. And I also like to find them someone else to teach a class for them. I know so many people that are yoga teachers and you probably do too. So have your friends tell them, hey, I'm leaving Gold's Gym and I'm gonna need somebody to take over on Tuesdays at 5.30. Are you available? I would love to refer you in this position. Because when you take the weight away from the management and you say, hey, here's someone that can teach this class for you. You've now made yourself a friend for them for life. So if you have to go back there and work again, or if someone's, you know, the community is small. People talk to each other. Even online, the community is small. Everyone pretty much knows each other. All the big names pretty much know each other. And so when we are kind to each other, we are creating an atmosphere that's not only yogic, but it helps us in the long run to make more money as yoga teachers. There are a lot of different ways to make money as a yoga teacher. And at first, I would get really upset at people who did goat yoga and people who weren't doing what I classified as teaching yoga in the traditional way or honoring the traditions of yoga. And what I've realized over the years is that none of us in the West are really using yoga as what it was originally. None of us are living in dung huts. None of us have given up all of our belongings. The majority of us are not vegans. None of us are practicing brahmacharya, which is celibacy. So it's really, it's inaccurate to say that we're even doing traditional yoga. We're not. We're doing Western yoga, which is also okay, because you know what? Iyengar and Patabi Joy came over here and Deshikachar came over here to teach yoga to the West and they made a lot of money off of us and they created something that people would follow and would make money off of. They're not teaching the yoga of the Hatha Yoga Pradipika. They're teaching their own brand of yoga. Ashtanga Yoga was created by Patabi Joy. Iyengar Yoga was created by Iyengar. That's why it's called Iyengar Yoga. What we're doing is a type of yoga. It's a section of yoga. It's not really yoga. So I think that don't feel bad about making money teaching yoga in ways that other people frown on. I get a lot of hate on social media for teaching yoga and being white. There's always gonna be people that dislike you and there's always gonna be people that wanna shame you for doing what you love. But that shouldn't stop you from doing what you love. I've been practicing yoga for over 40 years now and I love yoga and I have spent my whole life dedicated to learning this practice and to understanding the traditions and for honoring different things and I am a vegetarian and I do try to follow most of the rules of yoga but yoga isn't a religion and I don't teach the yoga of the Bhagavad Gita or the yoga of the Hatha Yoga Pradipika. I teach the yoga of Iyengar and the yoga of Paitabi Joy. And I teach the yoga of Patanjali's, the Yoga Sutras. I'm not teaching a religion. I'm not teaching Hinduism. I'm not even interested in religions, really. I mean, I'm interested in them as a philosophy. I think that they're fascinating, but I'm not a religious person. We want to put everybody into a box and it's just okay to be yourself. It's okay to make money teaching goat yoga. It's okay to make money teaching hot yoga. In fact, some of the hot yoga jobs can be some of the better paying jobs. I don't personally like hot yoga, but if you like it, that's all that matters. 
The only thing that matters is that you're doing what you love, not what I love. It doesn't matter what I love. It matters what you love. Don't let anybody tell you on social media or anywhere in your life that you can't do this because you don't fit into ABC mold. Because the reality is, is that there will always be some kind of mold that they want you to fit into that you're not going to. Once you meet one expectation, you're not going to meet another one. And I'm telling you right now, I'm never going to be able to be Indian in this lifetime. That's not how I was made. And it's unfair to say that I can't do something I love because I'm not Indian. I've traveled to India and a lot of Indian people don't do yoga. And the yoga of India is eclectic and different and there's all kinds of different types. People who say that they haven't been to India or they're just trying to make you feel like you're less than because yoga is an inclusive concept. And that's the one thing I noticed in India was that Everybody wanted to include you. They wanted you to come to their kirtan. They wanted you to come to their classes. They wanted you to come to the steps on the Ganges and Varanasi Banares. You know, they wanted you to be there. And anyone who's telling you that you can't be there because of what you look like, that's not real yoga. Ultimately, you can make a living teaching yoga. It's gonna be a lot of work though. I'm not gonna lie to you. It's very common right now for everybody to tell everyone, you can get rich in 30 days. You can, if you just do this method, this new method, that's like a real marketing concept, right? But it's not reality. Anything that you want to have takes time. Anything that you want to create takes time. And people aren't going to love you just because you got your yoga certification. You're going to have to do more to earn their trust. Thank you so much for watching. I truly appreciate you for being here. If you would just do me the hugest favor of doing one of the following things, subscribe, like, or comment. It helps to boost this video out to other people and it helps me to meet my primary goal, which is to help people choose the right yoga teacher training for them, to help them live a life of their dreams so that together we can help as many people as possible find happiness through the practice of yoga. That's why I think that yoga exists. That's why I think I'm on this planet. That's why I think you're on this planet. We're all here to help each other. And I would love if you could help me on that mission. If you would like to become a certified yoga teacher, please check out the resources below. I wrote a book called The Ultimate Guide to Yoga Teacher Training. I also have a book called How I Made a Million Dollars Teaching Yoga. And I do online yoga teacher training, privately one-on-one, -on -one, and in-person yoga teacher training. Thank you again for watching. I'll see you next week.